Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So, Olivia, what? I have something to show you. What? As I'm about to tell Olivia about the car, <laughs> it's just like awkwardly nervous, and I don't know what to do. So, is it going to be bad for me? Probably. You're playing a prank on me. No, I'm not. I can tell by your eyes. I'm not. Come on. Was it like a dead mouse? It's almost like you feel like you're going to your death and you're like, well, it was a nice life. I mean, here we go. What can you do? You got to tell her, you know, she's not going to be happy. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Welcome to Plathville Edition. Thank fuck. I'm feeling much better than last week. Um, Let's get into it. You guys, was this like the most interesting episode? No. Was it, you know, something that I call like a foundational episode? Yes, because I do think there was a lot of foundation set and you know sometimes you have to have those episodes because they serve as like a tee up to a bigger more exciting episode storyline what have you right so we're gonna get through this together I thought there were still some good things here so let's talk about it first things first we have Ethan and Olivia they're getting packed to get ready to go back to Cairo so that Ethan can work on his cars Olivia says she wants to go to support Ethan, but what we see in this episode is a push-pull, a dance with both of them. And it's not a good dance. It is a dance filled with passive aggression and lies and, you know, just like really two people that have no business being together. You know what I mean? Like, like oh God, are they the new Kim and Barry? I really, really think they are. Um, One thing I will say about this episode is that it gave me a lot more empathy for Olivia because I feel like myself and really the, the audience at large kind of views Ethan as a victim to Olivia in a way. Um, And I was understanding a little bit more of where she was coming from. So like I said, they're getting ready. Olivia wants to go, but she also says that she feels like 
in her gut that she needs to go. And really what she's meaning is that she wants to play defense in case Kim wants to like kick up her gold flip-flops into Ethan's head and like, you know, potentially bring him back into her web. She's scared of Ethan talking to his parents, which is where she leaves me. I understand she's got boundaries. She's been to the therapist. She's uh, looked at all the listicles and the cute little uh, messages on, you know, Instagram stories about, you know, mental health and gaslighting and all of that. I, I know what I'm looking at, right? But um, this whole thing with the parents, like, she's really got to work it out. Because at the end of the day, those are his parents. And you can't really just be like, I never want you to speak to your parents again to the point where I'm going to have to travel with you and monitor your activities to make sure that they don't uh, continue a relationship. Like, that is unfair partnership, right? Like they really suck. Kim sucks. We all get it. But if he wants to have a relationship with his parents and you just got to eat shit, you know, you got to eat that and deal with it. Because at the end of the day, like if it makes him feel better, then that's really what you should want out of your partner. Right? So, okay, girl. Um, Ethan has a secret and this is where Ethan loses me. Um, for a few reasons. And the secret is that during his separation, uh, with Olivia, before they decided to reconcile and get back to Tampa, Ethan bought a car and he does not want to tell Olivia about this car. And I'm not really understanding what the big deal is. Although at one point in the episode, he says that he feels very strongly that if before they decided to reconcile, had he told Olivia about this car, they would have gotten a divorce. Ey, that's not good. <laughs> Ethan did, however, tell Mariah, who's been sworn to secrecy, and she says she feels really awkward about it. But what I felt really awkward about was, again, I just don't understand. Like, at this point, it's not even about whether or not I like what uh, Mariah's wearing, and I don't usually, but I'm just not understanding how it is possible that she's getting like club gear from 2002. When she walked out in that pink skirt and the black like halter that shows all of your, like, why is she so insistent on being a dirty era Christina Aguilera? Like, it's giving. Club La Vila in Panama City Beach, uh, 2002 foam party. And I just don't understand where she gets these clothes. It doesn't make sense to me because I, I know that 2000s and 90s fashion is back, but not like this. Like she's wearing some like real shit. Like the girls are just taking what they see from like Adelia's catalog on Pinterest, but like she is really true to it. Like it very much seems very authentic to the era and it's not making sense to me, but I'll never get a real, like, please Mariah, just tell me where you shop. I just need to know where is it that you shop? <laughs> it's so confusing to me. Anyway, Kim announces what we all knew, which is that she and Barry are no longer living together. They're officially separated. And how they've been able to navigate that is that Kim has fucked off, right? She has decided that 
when their property rentals are empty and vacant that she's going to go there and sleep. So we see her getting settled in back to their uh, original house from season one that they've since started to rent out. Um, And she says she's going to be there for a few days. So in an interview, Kim says, you know, she's really trying her best, right, to act forlorn and upset when she says that she feels like Barry just stopped trying. And she told him that things needed to change. And as soon as things started to get a little bit better, that's when he fumbled the ball again. And at that point, she was emotionally checked out and was like, you know what, there's just no way this Barry is going to be working between us. So the producer asks Kim, what was Barry's reaction when she told him that? And she pauses for a long time and it's like, well, he cried. She claims that this is not what she wants and is what she needs because she can't be in an unhappy marriage. The producer brings up something that Kim brought up last season about how you should approach relationships, which is that... Before you enter into a serious commitment, you should be eyes wide open. But once you've entered into that relationship, you got to keep your eyes halfway closed because you're in and it's what you signed up for. So the producer asks Kim if that's how she still feels. And she's like, you know, I really don't know. I feel like I'm starving and suffocating at the same time and I have to do something. That something appears to be abandoning the entire family her kids included um not a great look Kim not a great look at all I have to say I have not seen and this has really been making me laugh one single person not a single opinion on Twitter not in the random people that go to my Instagram to tell me that I need to leave my wife because for some reason they think that everyone's business but mine on Instagram is Barry Plath's personal Instagram okay (laughs) I don't know how this happens but it really makes me laugh um I've never seen a person express any scrap of empathy for Kim not once not even a little (laughs) this is like really unprecedented because you know between housewives and and 90 day fiance all the reality tv i watch you will i will see at least one person who's rooting for the bad guy and this is not happening with kim like not even a little bit and it really cracks me up so back in this miserable car car ride to cairo Ethan says in a confessional that it's like a four and a half ride, a four and a half hour drive to uh, from Tampa to Cairo. And he feels like what's going to happen is that he and Olivia are about to get into a four and a half hour argument, which is exactly, exactly what happens. Um, Here's the thing. Why I'm on Olivia's side is that a lot of people have a tendency and this is what I'm seeing in Ethan's words and actions is that he has decided that if he thinks that somebody will be mad at him in this case Olivia about the car that he purchased that she doesn't know about in his mind he's like oh she's gonna be upset so I'm not gonna tell her but then when he tells her He's like, I know she's going to be mad, but he makes it about the wrong thing. You guys know what I mean? Like if he had just told her 
it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal as it, when she finds out that he's been intentionally keeping this from her, right? Like if he had just said, oh, I bought this car, I feel like, you know, in his mind, he's saying, oh, I feel like she would have divorced me. But I, I don't think that's often true in situations like that. It's like people will intentionally withhold information because they're like, oh, well, I think you would be mad at me. And then I told you and you are mad at me. And it's like, no, I'm mad because you lied, not because of what you did. Like, I maybe I would have been pissed off, but I'm more mad now that you've just been lying to me this whole time. You know what I mean? So Ethan's trying to be a little sneaky Pete and be like, oh, you know, when we go up there, I'm going to maybe hang out with Isaac and we're going to do some brother and brother stuff. And Olivia's like, well, why can't I participate? Why can't I be there too? Excuse me. And he's like, well, you know, I I told you that when I went up there, I was going to have things that I needed to do that you weren't going to be able to you know, participate in. And, uh, but then Olivia counters back like, Hey, this was supposed to be like our thing. I had made the time. I don't have work. I decided to make the time to come up here and like focus on you, focus on our relationship, do things together. And I feel like you're just kind of pushing me and leaving me at arm's length. But Ethan's like, well, I did tell you that I, wanted to come up here by myself initially. So (laughs) here we are. Olivia tells us that she's basically trying to be really chill about things, but it's not working because she feels like if this could be a, a slippery slope with Ethan, that he could start wanting to hang out by himself. What if he uh, finds his way over at the Plath property and then here we go all over again. And she's like, I just feel like if you start shutting down, we're just going to continue the cycle of having the same issues that we did in our relationship before. So Olivia says in an interview that obviously, girl, um, she and Ethan approach their emotions very differently and she's sensitive And Ethan is somebody who is a robot. He completely shuts down. He's very, like, tunnel vision, right? But what happens is that if she shows any emotion, Ethan makes it seem like she's being overly emotional. And then that makes him shut down even more. So it's like this weird dynamic that is not healthy because neither of them can be honest. And so they both just have to sit there in silence and like think their own thoughts and have all these emotions and put, you know, pressure on situations and make things bigger than they are. I need them. I need a break. I need a break from them. I'm going to drive to Cairo myself (laughs) and work on some cars. I don't know shit about cars, but Philip, uh, scoot over. I'm going to get to, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know a thing about cars. Welding. Do you do that with a car? Maybe. I don't know. So at this point, the passive aggression has reached a fever pitch and Olivia's now in the passenger seat, ducked down and crying behind her uh, glasses. And (laughs) you know what? Ethan was right. But then he throws her shade and is like, you know, gosh, I probably wouldn't have taken you if I had known that you were going to be this sad. (laughs) It's like, well, that's not fair to her either. (laughs) You know, divorce, babes, divorce. 
Back in Tampa, however, the other two in the Tampa house are having a great time making some uh, hot chocolate. It's Mariah and Big Nathan. And I'm affectionately calling him Big Nathan. He's so tall. He's so tall. How tall is Mariah? Because I always felt like Mariah was maybe at least 5'2". And he looks like at least 6'6". I need to know how tall Big Nathan is, but he's very nice. He's like, oh, he's like the BFG. Oh, <laughs> he's like the BFG. Um, so yeah, like I said, they're making hot chocolate and Mariah's saying, you know, now that she's back from LA, she's, you know, leaving her bedroom. She and Nathan are having a friendship with each other. He's kind of like a little large brother to her and they just have like a nice relationship. They talk and you know they have a good rapport he seems very sweet very down to earth and he says to us that you know he's olivia's brother that he knew that Cairo was a big trigger for olivia so the fact that she was going to join ethan on this trip was something that ethan should have taken as like a really great thing for their relationship and her really trying to put in an effort but he feels like Ethan is probably so fixated on his lie about the car that he hasn't even noticed what what it is that Olivia is trying to do with this trip. Um, also, like many girls after a breakup, Mar- Mariah has um, gone blonde. She said something about how like she feels like, you know, in blonde, you make good decisions or like, good things happen to you when you're blonde. And, you know, now that it's summer, I've put some blonde pieces in my hair for the first time. And I think she might be right. I'm, I'm feeling very different, very different as, as a, a slight blonde, a little bit in the front. I think she's right. Um, I would say that our blondes are a little bit different. Uh, Mariah seems to still be transitioning from the purple. So what we're getting on top is like a silvery, purpley blonde moment with like some very yellow blonde underneath, which I don't I'm hoping is not what she was trying to go for. Like, I know we got to transition into our colors when you dye them. We need some more transitioning. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, 
When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Shockingly, Mariah says that she's still on the fence about whether or not she should get back together with Max. She's like not ready to get back to him, but she's not ready to fully let go either. So what she's trying to do now is just focus on herself. And I hope you do that. And, you know, just scoop on over to CVS and get a purple shampoo while you're at it. I I heard that helps. I heard that helps. Over in LA, we get just like a brief couple of moments with Micah. He and the boys are um, having an Indian cooking night with Capiche. And I think he was making like mater paneer or something like that. Um, a vegetarian dish. I love Indian food, you guys. Ugh. I love Indian food. That's neither here nor there. Um, what is here is that uh, Micah tells us a lovely story about his uh, time out on the farm and, you know, part of the, the, uh, recipe called for cilantro. So Micah tells the boys, you know, cilantro really reminds me of, do you guys know what it reminds me of? And I thought that maybe he would talk about that soap thing that people have where it tastes and smells like soap to them. And that's why they don't like it. No, he says that for him, um, cilantro reminds him of caterpillars because on their farm, the caterpillars would, I guess, eat the cilantro, but also, um, he's eaten caterpillars because apparently on a dare, uh, they would dare each other to eat the caterpillars and Hayden, his friend was like, and so you did it? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, you know, like I know that cultures eat bugs. It's just, okay. do they eat caterpillar? Maybe they do. I just can't imagine it. Because, like, aren't they, like, gooey? Oh, I can't. (laughs) I can't. I cannot. I'm sorry. I cannot. Um, Plus, like, I don't want to eat some, like, caterpillar from South Georgia. You know, it's got to be from somewhere else. It's got to be from anywhere. Um, So, yeah, the food looked really good. The guys are, like, having, you know, guy talk about, uh, you know, more about Micah and Capiche and how... Capiche is, you know, an immigrant and how much that has been helpful to Micah to have friends who are kind of figuring life out at the same time. And so Micah tells everybody that he had gone on a date the night before and, you know, they were having a good time. They were out there for a few hours and the girl was like, hey, quick question. Um, When was the last time you had sex with somebody? And Micah, unlike his brother... Uh, tells everybody that his parents taught him that honesty was the best policy. So he told that chick, I fucked somebody the night before, okay? And that's actually what secured him another date with the girl, which, you know, 
We love a transparent king, don't we? We really do. And Ethan, you might want to take some notes about honesty. Okay? About honesty. Ethan says in an interview that, you know, his parents were very strict. They didn't even kiss before they got married, which, you know, begs the question of maybe that's how we started off on the wrong foot. But, you know, his parents were very like, sex is a very sacred thing. You don't give it to everybody. But he realized around the age of 13 or 14 that that wasn't going to be working for him. Okay. (laughs) I love Micah, you guys. I think he might be my favorite on this whole show. Anyway, the first time we see Ethan and Olivia back in Cairo is when they are going to the shop where Ethan fixes his cars, right? So his friend named Philip is there, just lovely salt of the earth gentleman. And Olivia likes Philip because uh, Philip helps her with things like telling Ethan to talk to her and to, when he does talk, to be honest and to ask her about her feelings and to share his feelings in kind. So basically, you know, how to be a, a an adult in a relationship. So she loves him for that. Um, he seems like a really nice dude. Ethan says that he's, in this moment, he's having such a great time because Olivia's like getting down and dirty and helping with the cars. And he's having such a good time that he's not even thinking about, you know, being honest with her at all about the car and he goes on and on about the virtues of compartmentalization and how great it is that he's able to kick it with Philip and have a Michelob light or a Michelob ultra in the back. And meanwhile, Olivia's toiling away on some piece of rusted out metal. Okay. And he can, you know, just live in the moment and save his worries for another day. I don't know how you do shit like that. That is not good. He keeps thinking that what he's saying is good and positive and it isn't, sir. It isn't. Anyway, um, Olivia tells us that she's got ulterior motives of her own, right? And she's being very helpful in this garage, uh, but it really is that she's hoping that Ethan won't notice that she's really trying to get the fuck out of Cairo and go back to Tampa as soon as possible. So the more helpful she is, the more it'll just look helpful and not like, let's go, you know, get out of here. Right. It's definitely working on Philip. And he's like, my wife would never do something like this. Ethan's got it so good with her. Look at how helpful she's being. Uh, he didn't really have that accent, but you know what? I went for it anyway. Artistic license. Okay. This is my podcast. <laughs> Um, so back at the Plath home in Cairo, Barry and the kids are, uh, sitting around a couple boxes of pizza and Barry's talking about the current situation with Kim, which in his words is that, um, Kim has separated herself from the family. And right now he's just trying to work through his sorrow and the grief of all that. There are days where he wakes up angry at Kim, but he's also still thinking about all the things that he really loves about her and their relationship. And that it's been really rough for him to work through that. It's been really rough to be uh, shut out of Kim, to be shut out of her soul and all of that. And he's just trying to work on being her friend. And that's been a difficult transition for him. So the night before, we find out that Barry, by himself, told the kids about uh, the separation. He was like, you know, Kim and I didn't have a conversation about how 
that was going to go down with the kids, how we were going to tell them. But I decided, you know, we got to, sh- we're filming a show. So at some point I'm going to have to tell them. Ever since Kim basically jumped ship from not only the family, but uh, her relationship with uh, Barry, Lydia, uh, Barry's really stepped in, tried to help get the family closer. And Lydia says it's really nice to have a father who's like, you know, invested and encouraging and what she's got going on and asking her questions because the relationship that she did have with her mom is gone. And that's really fucked up. Like, it's one thing to not want to be in a relationship. And I can understand, like, okay, you guys realistically probably shouldn't be living together. But it's also another to just, like, leave your kids high and dry. And uh, I'm Team Barry on this one because what he's lacking in his relationship with Kim, he's pouring into the kids and it's showing. It's very much showing that they like him. They like what's going on. Um, You know, maybe they're a little confused about the divorce or the separation, but at least their dad is there. Okay. And they're, while their mom's like, you know, polishing that black pole in downtown Cairo and, you know, rediscovering the music from 1992 to today. Like, fuck you, Kim. Then we find out that the girls, uh, you know, what little education they were getting when Kim was participating in their lives is basically gone. That she's there sometimes to help them with homeschool. But Lydia is now like, if she wasn't a single mother before, she definitely is now. This poor girl is 18 years old. You should not be uh, leaving your job at the bank on your lunch break to help your sisters uh, get some sort of education. Like that's what they're doing. Kim is not helping the girls homeschool. She's not uh, participating in uh, what it is that they're eating day to day. Like she's just not there. Like this is really fucked up. This is like, I'm laughing, but I'm like laughing because I'm like, I'm shocked. I've just never seen a mom just, abandon their kids in this way like I know it happens but it's just like shocking to watch how self-centered she is like I get it you are seemingly or were seemingly spending decades child rearing and being all involved meanwhile you're not being emotionally fulfilled by your husband but this woman is like in a full-on midlife crisis and it's like embarrassing (laughs) Like I said, Barry says that what he's lost in his relationship with Kim, he's trying to pour into his relationships with the kids. Um, Isaac seems to be doing better than Lydia because he says, hey, like, yeah, mom's gone a lot, but it's okay. It's kind of been that way for a while. Everybody that's still in the house is checking in with each other. So he's doing fine working at the airport or whatever it is that he's doing. Um, How old is uh Isaac like 16 and he said he was working 40 hour weeks is he getting an education (laughs) like what's happening here I need somebody to step in and make sure that these kids are learning anything that might be helping them get off of this plath property and into the real world because it's concerning like these nine-year-olds shouldn't be like uh we're not Two plus two is, I don't know. <laughs> like, what's happening? Do these girls know long division? 
I don't think they do. God help us. So as we're sitting around the pizza, um, Isaac is like, okay, well, like, what's going on? <laughs> Very, like, why, when did this happen? Why did this all start? Do you know, Dad, like, why your relationship's in the ditch? Any clue? And Barry's like, hmm, I don't, I don't know everything, okay? But I'm hoping that maybe some time will reveal some things. Thank you. Lydia's all turned around and it's showing in her braid. The braid is loose and it seems very stressed out. And she says she's just waiting for her mom to come around and to talk at all. <laughs> oh my God. So Barry tells the kids, like, I just want to make sure that you guys aren't thinking that this separation has anything to do with you guys. I don't want you guys to blame yourselves. And then Lydia and Barry have this very emotional crying hug because Lydia tells her dad, it's been really nice to watch you go through all this and how you're handling it. And they embrace each other. And he's, you know, God, gotta be so bony. It's not probably not a very comfortable hug, but I appreciate that Lydia gave it to him because obviously he needs it. <laughs> obviously he needs it. Um, in an interview, Lydia says that she's only ever seen her dad cry once, and that was at her brother's funeral. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We don't talk about that. That situation. Enough. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's... If you guys don't know what happened, wow. It's so shocking. Like, it's one of the few things that I just don't even want to talk about because it's so like, ooh. So if you don't know, look it up. Look up what happened, Kim, and um, her, her, for, her son. Okay? May he rest. Anyway, um, the episode ends in Philip's garage where Ethan and Olivia are actually having a good time because Ethan is now recognizing that Olivia's like working on the cars and he decides to use this good moment to tell Olivia about this secret car that he bought. Before he does that though, he decides to call Mariah because remember she knows all about it. So he's like, Hey, you know, I missed your call. And Mariah's like, yeah, 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 no problem. Have you told Olivia about the car? I really think that you should tell her now, like I've been telling you for the past month, brother. Okay. So Ethan tells production that initially his plan with Olivia was to not tell her until the work 
was all finished and he sold the car, which is why he was trying to go up to Cairo by himself. But she insisted to come up. And so now he's like, well, I got to tell her. Um, so he says, <laughs> this dude, Ethan says that his mode when it comes to truth is to not be truthful at all and to just wait until his back is up against the wall, which he says is not a good thing, but you know what? That's what he's doing. Just waiting until he's absolutely forced to say something um, because he doesn't like to have arguments or confronta confrontations, which what I said earlier is so annoying. Just nip it in the bud. I don't like this, like act first and ask for forgiveness later shit. I do not abide by it. It's so annoying and it's really unfair. It's really unfair to just assume that somebody's going to be mad at you and then put that on them. And that's your reason why you were lying to them. Like, fuck off. Fuck off. Ugh, I hate that. Um, so Mariah's like, okay, what do you think that Olivia's going to be mad about exactly? Do you think it's going to be that you got the car at all? Or do you think it's that you are haven't told her about it? And he's like, honestly, I think it might be 50-50. And, you know, if I don't come back to Tampa, this is why. Ugh. Um, so Mariah's like, okay, well, what am I supposed to say? If she asked me if I knew about this the whole time, what do you want me to say? And he's like, don't say anything. Just say no. And, you know, my advice from a big brother to a little sister is that it's always best to lie. And if you get caught, then just deal with it later. <laughs> Mariah's like, uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> so... Oh, God, Ethan then says in an interview that he genuinely thinks it's a good thing to be sneaky and that, like, not there aren't people who are that good at it. Like, some people try to be sneaky um, and they fail, but he's an excellent liar. So he thinks that that's a great thing. And he gives the history of it, which is that his parents were so strict growing up and they had so many rules that the only way that he felt like he could live and get to do anything at all, which is to lie, which makes sense, but don't bring that into your marriage, sir. <laughs> like every kid has probably snuck around their parents' rules and did something, right? Fair. But dog, that's not like something you should be on national television talking about like that's a good thing. That's weird and it's not okay. <laughs> So Ethan comes back into the, the garage and Olivia's working away diligently. And she's like, you know, I gotta tell you, like, I don't really like the cars. Um, or no, I do like the cars. It's not like I don't like them. I just don't like that you use them as an excuse to get out of things like emotions or communication. And now I'm to the point where I resent the cars, uh, and it's just easier to blame the cars than it is to tell the truth, which is that you um, are an emotional robot who has nothing but lies and deceit within your RAM, okay, and your CPU. But then she's like, you know, this is really great. I'm happy we're here because you're going to be done with the cars and that'll be done with your ties to Cairo. And he's like, oh, no. Is that what you thought? <laughs> Did you, poor sweet summer child, think that this week was going to be the last time I was in Cairo? You are sorely mistaken. I will always have reasons to come to Cairo. I have my friends. I have my family. I have my ties here. So, <laughs> sorry, girl. 
You thought this nightmare was over. It's not. It's only, we've only just begun. <laughs> God help us all. Um, so she's like, oh, all right. Nathan's like, and on top of that, while we're, while we're talking about this, um, I have a secret. And Olivia just stares at him. She's like, is this a prank? He's like, no, 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 no. She's like, what is it? Is it like a dead mouse outside? She's like, no, I definitely have something to show you. And he, like, you know, does that little thing in the garage where you have to, like, use the little hoist to get the door open. And he's like, okay. And that's where we leave off. So um, I did see in a preview there was a conversation between Mariah and Olivia where she was like, hey, um, what's your brother's favorite uh, flowers? You might want to keep that in mind because he's going to have a funeral soon. So um, also it seems like uh amber the 12 year old girl has a little bit of a uh showdown with her mom about uh bitch you're the one who left so (laughs) what's good and i am excited for that i am excited i don't think we've heard amber speak until this season and she's gonna let the chopper spray and i'm i'm here for it gratata girl get her done. So that'll be it for this week, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Be back next week. I'm going to be on vacation next week. So it'll be later in the week, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday, but I'll be there nonetheless. Okay. Enjoy your week. Love you.